Hey, welcome to the Carol Remarks Podcast. My name is Carol, and this is where I host my remarks on glamour, pop culture, and front page news. Let's get right to it. Hello and good morning. Welcome one and all. It is Thursday. It's going to be a weird day for me because I took yesterday off. I had to go see a cardiologist for the first time. Uh, A couple of months ago, I think I talked about it on my podcast here. It was a Saturday. My heart felt like it was doing flip-flops in my chest. And it had been going on for a couple of days. But it was progressively getting worse, as in stronger and longer fits of this. So Saturday, and it was a big game for Georgia. (laughs) And I I felt bad because, you know... I was feeling bad and I was getting scared because my heart was acting weird. And my Apple watch has one of those stupid things where you can put your finger on the thing and it'll see if you're an AFib or WADA or whatever. Well, the first couple of ones, it was like inconclusive. Then it came back with yes, AFib. But anyway, it, it, it scared me. So I went to a local, I didn't go to the ER. But I did go to an open clinic that was uh, around the corner from our house. And they did an EKG and all that. And they put me on Eliquis and uh, a Metroprolol or whatever that is. It's a beta blocker and blood thinner. And ever since then, my heart has been behaving. But they still wanted, my doctor still wanted me to go see a cardiologist just in case. So... About a month ago, I went and had an echo echocardiogram, like an ultrasound of the heart. And then yesterday was my follow-up with all of that to see the cardiologist about it. And she says, you are good to go. <laughs> so thank goodness. I don't know why that was happening or what happened. But she said that part, there was a little part of the left something or another that might be a little enlarged, but it was, she said it was no big deal. She said a lot of people probably have it. And she said she probably has it, but um, she wants me to wear a heart monitor anyway for about 30 days. So I will be doing that, be getting that in the mail in about a week or so. And I'll be wearing a heart monitor for 30 days. But after that, she said, we will probably take you off the Eliquis because you're too young to be on it and it's expensive. So I'm glad to hear that. Although I have reached out and got the coupon, so I think my Eliquis is really cheap now. But anyway, as long as I can get off of it and just take aspirin instead, I'm good. But I feel so much better about this now. So, anyway. And I did not row yesterday, y'all. So I have some meters to make up. (laughs) I won't do it all at once. I'll just gradually add more and more throughout the days that I do it. But anyway. Uh, the last time I did this, I skipped days too, and then I would make it up on the weekends where I would row more than I needed to. But anyway, it's all going to be all right. I'm 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 not worried about it for missing one day. Anyway, all that. I don't have any headlines to talk about. I guess, you know, I just, I have not been watching the news. And I guess the um, uh, Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom debate is on tonight. I'll probably watch a little bit of it but it comes on at eight o'clock at night here in Alabama and uh, I go to bed 
fairly early, so I don't know that I will be finished watching it or not. I don't, I, quite frankly, I don't even know why Ron DeSantis agreed to this. It's so dumb. I know people are saying Gavin Newsom's going to run for president. Well, he's not running right now. And I know there, I know that a lot of people are saying, well, they're going to get Biden to drop out and replace him with Newsom. I honestly don't see that happening. I don't. I don't. I, I could be wrong, but whatever. I don't know, Ron. I don't know why Ron caved to do this stupid ass debate. But anyway, Mike Slater talked about last week how Gavin Newsom, if you'll listen to his interviews, he called it a machine gun answer where somebody will ask him a question. And I guess Gavin Newsom is dyslexic or growing up dyslexic and he had to memorize a lot of things. So he's good at memorizing things and just spitting stuff out. So when an interviewer asks him something, he will start spitting out things like in a row, like a machine gun. Da, 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 da. And a lot of it is numbers. <clears throat> and when people spit out numbers like that, like I am a, I'm a very good example of this. If you start giving me statistics and numbers and dates, my mind just shuts down <clears throat> because I, my mind does not want to process numbers. <laughs> just, I want words, not numbers. So he was saying that if the inter, if an interviewer is interviewing Gavin Newsom and he starts that crap, the interviewer needs to stop him immediately and say, no, explain this. Just stop that machine gun. Interrupt his machine gun answer. But anyway, we'll you'll probably see that tonight at the debate. Um, what else is going on? I guess I could do a quick book review uh, of the Little Italian Hotel. So, guys, if you're listening, you can probably just shut this off right now. You don't care about this. It's by Phaedra Patrick, and it's a good little quick read, beach read. It's about a woman in her marriage. She's 50-something years old. They're celebrating a certain anniversary. Well, come to find out, her husband doesn't want to be married anymore, so he kind of moves out of the house. And In the meantime, she had this surprise trip to Italy for them for three weeks. I don't know how you can plan a surprise overseas trip like that with your husband to be gone for three weeks when he has a job. But anyway, so she decides to go on her own and she's a like an advice person on the radio. And so she's heartbroken and she decides to reach out to her callers and invite some of her callers to go with her, her, you know, the radio audience, if they've had a heartbreak or whatever, because she changes her big fancy plans to a cheaper hotel where she can invite more people. So anyway, She's not staying at this big, nice, fancy, expensive resort anymore. She's moved to a more local, a more economy kind of hotel a place to stay, where she befriends the hotel owner and his daughter. And then her five or four or five people come with her, and they all have their each individual heartbreaks. And it goes, tells the story of everybody and how they heal and, but the ending, spoiler alert, is that she goes back to, you know, and the whole time through that thing, she's pining for her husband, and he's joined this dating site, and she's joined too, and somehow they connect, and he thinks he's talking to some other girl when it's really her, but anyway, whatever. Um, so she keeps pining for her husband, which it got on my nerves. I couldn't stand that. And anyway, <laughs> her husband surprises her. in he, he flies to Italy surprises her to do their wedding vow 
renewal thing that they were going to do in the beginning. Well, she decides not to do it, and so, but she does want to work on her marriage, so she goes back home. They live together. They go through, you know, through throughout a couple, what a couple months or whatever. I know I keep saying whatever. Until she decides, you know what, this is not really what I want to do right now. So she she tells her husband, I want to go back to Italy and work for the manager there because he had reached out to her. You have to read the book if you, I mean, to understand what's going on there. But so she leaves her husband to go back to Italy to, to find herself. So she's not having a relationship with her husband and she's not having a relationship with the hotel manager, even though it kind of alluded to it earlier in the book that they kind of had something going on or wanted to have something going on, but never, but nothing ever happened. So it leaves us with, she's working in Italy now. She's left her husband, not left him, left him, but he gives her permission to go over there. It's so dumb. So that's the book review. Is that a book review? It's okay. I felt like some of it was rushed. It was definitely not realistic, which, you know, most books are not. I want a little bit of realism, you know, but uh, I don't see this being made as a movie. I like to picture some of my characters as, as actors while I'm reading about them. So I pictured her as a tall blonde lady like Elizabeth Gilbert. And I think that's her name. She's an author. I think that's her name. Uh, not, not the actress, not, not half pint. I don't know her name either, but, uh, anyway. So uh, now I'm on to magpie murders and I've just started that by Anthony Horowitz and I like it a lot already. All right. Right now he's just getting into character development, telling everybody's getting ready, ready for a funeral. And, uh, so I'm, that's where I am right now. I'm also listening to Barbara Streisand's autobiography where she is reading it and I think I talked about this earlier on the podcast but uh, I'm enjoying that that was a recommendation by Megan Kelly all right I've talked long enough you guys have a great day question of the day okay question of the day if you've read a book that you would like to see made into a movie which what would that be all right that's the question all right bye what's that your salary what's that who pays what's that we're not a democracy